Welcome to episode eight of the AvGeeks Assemble podcast. I am Anthony and I am your host this week. In this episode, we have another very special guest uh, joining us to talk about all things photography, aviation and Instagram. Joining me to speak with our special guest this week is Martin. Hello. You all right, mate? Not bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. There's just the two of us this week. Uh, The logistics of uh, running a podcast have uh, come to bite us on the backside, unfortunately. So, um, so yeah, so we'll get we'll get started. Uh, As you'll remember, um, in the last episode, uh, I was happy to announce that our podcast has now transitioned into a video podcast. So by now, some of you should have seen uh, our last episode with Chris, uh, which is available on YouTube. I did also announce that it's going to be coming to Co-op Online, uh, which is still happening, uh, just hasn't arrived there just yet. Um, Rich is working hard in the background to get that up there for us, which is brilliant. Um, And obviously the audio version of the podcast is still available through Spotify and through Apple Podcasts as well. Um, So just have a bit of a general chit chat just before we introduce our guest this week. So uh, obviously... uh, a few interesting things have happened this week, Martin. Yes, so, so the uh, BBMF hurricane is finally out in public. Yes. The, it's uh, been, it, honestly, it's, it's been at where I work and it's been torture seeing it. <laughs> so I can't say anything. I'm not allowed. Yeah. Um, so now, now it's been seen in the wild in its new night fighter uh, oh. paint scheme, if people haven't seen it already on, on, on the social medias. Uh, it does look very nice indeed. I think it's going to be a bit hard to take photos of. Yeah. Especially against the moody sky, which we usually get over here in the UK. But... <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, no, I, I think it looks great. And I think if um, I think if, if it's going to be flying alongside uh, the Dakota or it's going to be flying alongside another Spitfire, I think it would give that contrast there. Especially yeah. with some of the camo uh, camo Spitfires that we've got in the uh, BBMF, the exhaust stains on it already look epic. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did uh, <laughs> did comment on that to our editor Mike uh, and said that it's uh, it sort of looks uh, looks like it's going to stain the paintwork nice and early already. So I don't know whether they took that into account when they chose black, but yeah, it's it's, uh, it's going to be. Uh, Going to be interesting to see. Also, as well, um, this week, obviously, we've had the. Uh, this is not really sort of aviation, or well, suppose it is, but the uh, HMS Queen Elizabeth has uh, departed um, for its uh, the first leg of its deployment. Um, and obviously, on board they've got six one seven squadron, um, which is the Dambuster squadron uh, of F thirty five Bs, as well as uh, the VMFA two eleven squadron of the US Marines that have uh, joined joined up again with them. As well as uh, last week's guest, uh, Chris, Chris Suckling, he's uh, taking his, uh, his Merlin onto uh, HMS Queen Elizabeth. So um, if you're listening, Chris, good luck. Uh, we already love the pictures and the, uh, the, the, the sort of uh, stories that you've sent out to the world from, from the deck, especially that one of the F-35 uh, vertical landing the other day. That was just, that was an amazing picture that was. So many more like that, please, mate. That'd be great echo what you say mate and obviously best of luck to everyone on the deployment and hope they all come back safe that's it yeah i mean it's a long deployment they've got a hell of a route to to tackle ahead of them going through sort of mediterranean through the suez canal through the middle east south south china sea they've got so many places they're stopping off it's unbelievable as long as they don't handbrake turn the qe and the suez <laughs> will be all right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Yeah, I don't think the Royal Navy wants to be uh, responsible for another blockage of the Suez Canal anytime soon. That would be, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think that would go down very well, would it? Right. So anyway, so that's enough chit chat. We'll uh, we'll get cracking with uh, with uh, introducing our guests. But before we do so, obviously we do state this on every single episode, and we have to because we need you to know that it is our opinions, our opinions only, and the opinion of our guest. And that's the same for this episode, and it will be the same for future episodes. So now that's out of the way, it's time for us to for our guests to join us on this flight. We are still not quite sure on the final destination, but we will see where it goes. Uh, with us today is a fantastic aviation photographer from South Carolina in the USA, Owen Hewitt, uh, who's also known as Owen at Owen.aviation.photo on Instagram. Hi, Owen. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good stuff, mate. It looks uh, it looks a bit nicer over there than it is in the UK today. Uh. Yeah, can't complain. It's a nice 68 Fahrenheit, uh, gentle breeze. Uh, it's been quite a nice spring so far. Happy days. I wish we could say the same, Martin. I mean, it's been a, it's been. A, we've had moments where it's been okay, but I think our weather's like a month behind. Yeah, yeah. It's We're... been isolating because of COVID. <laughs> That's it, mate. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah, the weather's took a month off because it, because of COVID. Yeah. So no, no, it's it's great to have you, Owen. Thanks for coming. Uh, we've got a lot of questions lined up for you. Um, Sounds good. So yeah, so. Just uh, obviously one of the first ones, just before we do our icebreaker that we do with uh, with every guest. Um, how did you how did you get into aviation, and uh, did you get into the photography side of things at the same time, or did they come separately? How, how did that start for you? I've always had a fascination with planes, uh, and it came from my dad. He would always take me to air shows locally uh, ever since I can remember. Um, as far as the photography side of things, I dabbled in it uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. I had bought a film camera, uh, Pentax, and uh, tried using it. Uh, but because of film back in the day, right, you had 24 exposures. You had to be very selective. And uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't very good at honing my skills because I just didn't have a I just didn't have the, uh, the the money to be spending on on all the film. So um, I guess maybe five six years down the road, uh, they first started introducing the digital format. So I uh, I bought a, a Pentax uh, IST. Uh, that was my very first one. Didn't have a very good lens on it. Um, you know, it uh, the lens I had on that one maybe went to 200 millimeters. Uh, so not, not a lot of reach. Uh, so, you know, very, uh, mediocre, uh, performance. Uh, I just didn't have a, a lot of time cause I was in school and early in my career. And, uh, so as I've gotten into, uh, more and more, uh, advanced equipment, uh, I, I moved to Nikon and then, uh, just through, uh, reading about different lenses and what other people have used and just started upgrading things here and there. Um, before I've got the setup I've got now, I had a, uh, pretty nice Sigma 100 to 400 and I had it tied to a D 500 and I had that, that was my workhorse for a good couple of years. Uh, and then just recently moved to, uh, Sony. So I've got a Sony, uh, a nine, Mark II, and I've got it married to a 200, 600 millimeter. Uh, haven't had a lot of opportunity because of COVID to flex its muscles, really. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a few shows. There have been some canceled here in the Southeast uh, recently. So uh, my biggest opportunity, what it looks like at this moment, is going to be uh, Oceana, which is in September. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's, it's quite a big show that one, from from what I've seen from across the pond. Yes, it's a it's it's quite good. It it's one of my favorites because of uh, what they call the power demo, and it's basically where they almost send the entire fleet of planes they've got on site. Uh, you know, before it was a mix of you know legacy F-18s and and then Super Hornets, and then they would send up uh, you know. H-60 helicopters to do mock uh, rescues, uh, E-2 Hawkeyes. You know, they, they would send up all kinds of, of different planes up at the same time and then just perform some mock attacks and mock dogfights. It was uh, it's, it's quite a, a unique part of that uh, basis show that uh, I think it makes it stand out. Oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds really good. That's, uh, no, that's great. Um, just, just obviously, um, we'll obviously get onto the icebreaker, and uh, obviously, people who have listened to the podcast by now uh, will know that we like to play a little game to do the icebreaker. So this week, I thought with uh, with Andrew not being here, I thought we'll uh, we'll mix things up a little bit, and um, I've created a new game. Well, I say new game in inverted commas, which we'll call Show Base or Fly, uh, which is basically just a geek version of Snog, Marry, and Avoid. 
Um, so <laughs> what, what, what basically I'm looking for is um, if, if Owen, you, if you don't mind going first, you need to describe your bucket list air show to attend. So something that you've never attended before uh, anywhere in the world. Uh, the one base in the world that you want to visit and then uh, the one airframe that you'd either like to fly in or uh, fly alongside to get photos of. Um, and again, that can be anything in the world. And once you've, uh, once you've described your bucket list trio, then we'll, uh, we'll go to Martin and I'll, I'll round things off. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, so the, the one bucket list show that I've always wanted to go to is um, air tattoo right nice yeah yeah right <laughs> we, so, we'd like to go there as well <laughs> yeah i'm sure right yeah so that's that's certainly a, a bucket list you know every every time there's uh you know the event and then you know a few weeks later there's all these awesome videos of you know arrivals departures and then of course the performances and uh you know i'll sit there on youtube for hours and I get the eye roll from my wife. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but, we all get that. Yep. Right. But yep. Uh, you know, I, I I just think that's one of the neatest uh, uh, from a military presence. You know, you get all these different air forces kind of coming together in one place. Uh, many different aircraft I've never had an opportunity to see. Uh, so I think that will be awesome. As far as the base that I would like to visit. Um, I'd have to say uh, Nellis out in uh, Las Vegas, I think would be awesome. Uh, I would like to be out there during a red flag exercise. I thought, you know, you see lots of people who will make trips, you know, periodically through the year um, who are local. Uh, we'll get out there and get some pr pretty awesome sh shots as they're going into what they call the flex. Um, I think everybody kind of camps out near the uh, super speedway uh, for Las Vegas Yep. And then uh, the aircraft that I'd like to fly or take pictures of, um, I'd have to say um, this is kind of retrospective. I know it doesn't it doesn't fly anymore, but uh, I wish that I had the opportunity to take uh, photographs of the SR-71. Uh, I'd say that yeah. was <laughs> that, that had to have been one of the most amazing aircraft to see in person. You know, I, I watch all the old you know, programs, you know, Kelly Johnson and, and his amazing group of engineers to design that thing without a computer, you know, just it boggles your brain. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, hearing stories of people uh, witnessing it taking off, you know, it's basically no matter what you were doing at that very moment, you were going to stop because it was going to stop you in your tracks and you were going to pay attention to it because it was that loud. So yeah. uh, it, something that impressive, uh, I really wish I had had the opportunity uh, to take some photographs of that. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I, was, I was lucky enough to go to Duxford last year in between lockdowns. And uh, we have uh, in Duxford, we have an SR-71 on, on display in the American uh, Hangar Museum. And it's just, just to stand next to the thing is just, it's, awe-inspiring it really is I just stood there just staring at it for about 20 minutes or so it's amazing and, and like you say for uh for, for scum quirks to come up with it without computers and it's all sort of uh sort of calculations done by hand and things it's uh it's an amazing feat of engineering yeah no that's it that's some good answers there mate some good answers i'm, I'm interested to see what martin's got <laughs> <laughs> So air show would probably have to be Max or however you pronounce it, the one in Russia, yeah. right? To see all that Russian hardware. Obviously, we in Europe, we don't get to see it. I think the only time I've seen a Russian aircraft display was at Rio, and that was a Yak 130. But you know, see like a TU 22 or the, or the Bear flankers, fullbacks, the mid 31s, just. Everything they have is just big and powerful, and I think that'd be that'd be a sight and a half. Definitely, mate. Definitely, I, I think uh, we've got uh, a Harry who's uh, part of the Avgeeks Assemble group, who's uh, been lucky enough to go to a Max Air Show, and it, it, the, the stories he tells, he says, it's absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the opportunity to be able to go out to somewhere like Russia, especially with sort of uh, the sort of global 
um, tensions and things between different nations. It's uh, certainly an interesting place to visit and certainly somewhere that's uh, you're going to be looking over your shoulder, maybe whilst you're there. But um, yeah, definitely <laughs> go as a group, I would say. <laughs> get it, get it organized by someone who knows what they're doing. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. What What about your um, What about your base visit then, mate? What, what are you going for? So I, I was going to say Nellis, but as soon as Owen's already picked that one. We all want to do Nellis. <laughs> I'll probably have to say Langley or Dyer's Air Force Base for the Raptors or the B1s when they're flying. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, seeing them like, all day, that would do me quite nicely. I'd come home deaf, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it, Definitely. Definitely, yeah, but just get rid of the hearing. We don't need that to take photos. It's great. <laughs> yeah, and, and what about your, uh, what about what, what to fly in or fly alongside? I'd like to have air to air with uh, CV22. All right, okay, yeah. Nice. Like, I, I, I was going to say F14, but that's, that's, that's too obvious. <laughs> too obvious. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I love, I love them airframes. I think the engineering in them and I even like the looks, the short stubby wings, and I I agree, mate. I, I I love the look of the Osprey. I know I know they're very much like a, a sort of uh, chalk and cheese. Like some people love yeah. them, some people hate them, but I, I think they're absolutely fantastic machines. I do, and I I love being at Milden all seeing them take off and stuff. And uh, obviously, I was a bit gutted not to see the MV twenty twos when they 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 came. Uh, came off the carrier uh, a couple of weeks ago, but no, it's good to see the photos of them. So yeah, that's no, a hundred percent. It's a good, uh, a good list you've got there. Now I'll be honest, I've created this game and half the answers that I was going to give have already been given. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking on the fly now. No pressure. So my, so my air show, um, my air show that I want to go to, and I've watched a lot of on YouTube, especially over the last couple of years. Well, not last year with obvious, but is uh, Oshkosh. Um, I'd love to do Oshkosh. I think that just looks like an amazing week. And it is a full week of, of, of flying as well, from what I can gather. It's um, just like a festival, isn't it? It's it is. the air festival. It, of... It's just like Glastonbury on steroids, yes. but with planes instead of stages. <laughs> it just looks amazing. Like it's just, And I think uh, when it was, was it 2019 when it was last on? And, and they did that, um, that evening display of the Raptor against... Uh, these crazy big illuminated like thunderclouds, like these supercell thunderclouds, and that which are glowing yellow from the sunset. And just the the, the photos and the, the the videography that came out of that one display, it was just that was amazing. But I mean, obviously, there's a whole week of uh, there's a whole week of flying there to to sort of to sort of savor. So that that would definitely be one uh, that I would put high on my list, definitely. I've been fortunate to go there five times. So. Oh, happy days. <laughs> yeah, right. And it, it does, does YouTube do it justice? Or no, is it... no, no, no. no. <laughs> you, you, it's one of those things you must experience. Uh, and, and when you go, you've got to, you got to go for the week, right? Because otherwise yeah. you're, you're something that you're going to miss. Yeah. I mean, you've got 10,000 airplanes in and out of there in, in that week's time. So it's, crazy, it's definitely it? something to behold. I mean, I start think, saving and planning. That's it, mate. That's <laughs> it. I think, I think that's as well. That's, um, I think, I think you've got a question about this as well, Martin. I think that ties into the difference between a UK air show and like a US air show is that if a US air show is over multiple days, it will be very different each day. Am I right in what I'm saying there, Owen? Well, they do highlight different things on different yeah. days, but, uh, they do have a set air show uh, in the afternoons, and those are generally, for the most part, the same. Yeah. Uh, same performers, um, but they do have like, um, you know, they'll have one day that they'll get a bunch of bombers to come and, and do, uh, you know, just a fly through, and and then they'll get like, you know, World War to you know the warbirds or you know they'll, they'll have like p47s and 51s and and 38s come and and do you know just a few passes and yeah. uh but but those are like they, those will be like on a single day and but but in the afternoons they'll have you know your typical aerobatic uh displays paddy wagstaff uh uh you know 
those very, very famous, uh, you know, aerobatic pilots that you know, boggle the mind with their abilities. But uh, yeah, and, and it's also a, kind of a, an expo, right? And, and yeah. sorts the uh, many manufacturers, Piper and Beechcraft and Cessna, you know, they'll have huge displays and, you know, uh, they're trying to sell planes, right? So they, yeah. they know a lot of people are coming together to celebrate aviation so it's it's a mixed bag of many different things uh yeah i think i, I think I, that was one of the things that jumped out at me with, of the videos that i've seen of oshkosh is like that uh, i think uh, on one of the days there was like a, a, a boeing dreamliner came in 787 and then like there was a few other like sort of large wide body sort of airframes that like sort of landed stayed for a couple of hours and then disappeared again so right it's, uh yeah, it's very much sort of like uh, was it um, was it Farnborough in this country that used to be the one that that was like an expo, but obviously we, we don't really have it anymore, unfortunately. Well, it's moved more away from an air show as to basically a sales pitch for the just big a, companies. a sales. Yeah, it's, it's less yeah. of an air show and more of a sales thing, isn't it? So yeah, but no, that's that's great. I think I've got one one category left, haven't I? I've got no. You've got dream base and air to air. Oh, base. Yeah, sorry, sorry, uh, went off at a tangent there. Uh, right, I was going to say Nellis uh, during a red flag, obviously. <laughs> um, to be honest, like, and I, I, I just thinking outside the box, I'd actually like to go and see one of the RAF bases abroad, so like Akrotori or or even down to uh, down to the Falklands, just not just to get some different sort of photos, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, the yeah, just, just, Ak- Akrotori, the, the site of. They don't like spotters. No, I know, I know, I know that. I, I know that. I know that it's in an ideal world. I'm talking here, not not in the, in the real world. Yeah. But just just to get like your typhoons and and whatnot in in like a sort of like a desert scene, almost sort of thing, and, and just to sort of that's it. Yeah, like fully tooled up, ready to go on a proper mission. Those sort of photos, but obviously that's that's sort of high in the sky, isn't it, for for the average. Uh, <laughs> hobbyist but there we go yeah. and then the last one uh what i want to fly alongside um, i know what it's gonna be or fly in we'll see if, what do you think <laughs> yeah it's a mosquito yeah i like I, to be honest i'd just be happy seeing one from the ground but if i could fly alongside one then that would just be amazing yeah the mosquito for me is one of the most beautiful planes ever ever created and uh i can't wait for for uh, the, the couple that have been um sort of uh revamped in the uk to to be uh to be ready and to be flying again that would just be amazing have you been lucky enough to see one owen uh because i know there's a couple over there in america isn't there i've only seen them in museums um they've got one there at oshkosh in their eaa museum Uh, it's a phenomenal looking airplane and and it's amazing that it's it's all wood right Yeah. yeah yeah that's it that's it yeah it's uh a total wood construction, uh, with with the exception of the gear and the, obviously the engine parts yeah. and stuff. But yeah, yeah, of it's, course. Uh, it's it, for me, it's just it's just beautiful, uh, just absolutely stunning. And uh, yeah, if I could if I could fly alongside one of them, taking a couple of photos, I'd I'd be a happy man, definitely. Right, I think that's uh, that's the icebreaker out of the way. We all know each other a little bit better, uh, so that's good. Um, so Martin, I think you've got the the, the next question. Um, I think we might have covered a bit of it already, but. Yes. Yeah, so, so the first question is: So, what air shows did you visit when you were growing up? So, I, I grew up in South Carolina, so I've lived here all my life. Uh, so, uh, most of the shows I would attend uh, growing up were uh, uh, Shaw Air Force Base, which is in Sumter, South Carolina. Uh, it's now home to the uh, 20th Fighter Wing, uh, so they're all F-16. Uh, but, but when I was growing up. Uh, Early, early on, they, they had uh, F-4s, uh, and they also had A-10s. Um, so they've had a variety of, of aircraft uh, stationed at that, at that base. And then uh, Charleston uh, Air Force Base uh, is now a joint base, uh, but essentially um, early on they had uh, C-141s. Um, and then back in, it was uh, – late eighties, early nineties, uh, I got introduced to a new airframe, uh, and, and I, I was kind of privy because we were, uh, at, at a camp, uh, at, at a summer camp for, 
I was in the Civil Air Patrol at, at that time, and we got a preview of the uh, C-17. And, you know, they had, had uh, it was like a soft announcement around uh, Charleston was going to be like the, the home base for that particular new airframe uh, early on for, for the Air Force. Uh, so, uh, so that was pretty cool. And uh, oh, definitely. So they, they, they would have a show once in a while. And, and then uh, uh, Beaufort uh, Naval, I'm sorry, Marine Base, uh, which is uh, just below Charleston. Uh, they do have periodically an air show. They were supposed to have one this year uh, with the new Blue Angel team, but um, it got canceled due to COVID. Uh, they did get to, they did get go down there for a, a what they call a detachment practice. So they actually did go down and and do some practice, uh, but you know it it wasn't for the public view unless you were off base. You can't really get a good 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 shot off base in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. For that particular base. But uh and, and then uh let's see. Those those were the really the, the main ones when I was growing up because they were relatively close, you know, within three hours, four hours drive. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. I mean obviously um the the photos that you've got on your Instagram are absolutely fantastic. And uh I mean do you take any sort of inspiration from anyone for, for your photography or do you just sort of, um, have you just, you just sort of see it in your own mind's eye and go for it that way? I, I, I kind of look at many different uh, styles, I guess. Uh, you know, I've got quite a number of, of av geek friends online that, that I, um, you know, I follow and, and comment on and, uh, yeah, I've, I've certainly found a few that kind of inspire me to, to, to try a little different angle here and there. Uh, Mark uh, Fingar, uh, he's got some incredible uh, photography and, you know, his, 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 he's got uh, one of the most complicated tripods just setups I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Once in a while, he'll, he'll show a, a shot of it, but uh, I, I, I understand it's all you know, heavily modified by him, you know, so it's yeah. all well balanced and, you know, just some of his video work. I mean, you watch his videos, it's, it's almost like you're watching a, a simulation because it, other than the jet, I mean, the jet will, will stay centered in the, in the screen the entire time. It's like, uh, it's yeah. like he's a, a robot. <laughs> it's just, it's incredible. I, I, I've got to agree with you. I've, I really have got to agree with you. I've seen, I mean, obviously Mark's work um, first sort of came to my attention through Instagram and his photos and stuff, but um, seeing some of the video work that he's produced over the last uh, last year or so, especially with the Raptor, um, it's just like you say, it's like, it, it's just your mind, because obviously he does it in um, sort of like slow motion as well. So obviously your mind just can't compute what it's seen because of how stable that video is and how, how stable that image is. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just mind blowing to see. It's just uh, the really first time I saw one of these videos, I thought it was fake. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's not that good. It doesn't look real. Yeah. No, I was like, that's yeah. not real. That can't be real. <laughs> that's it, mate. That's it. But no, I think I agree with what you're saying as well. I've, I've seen that tripod setup that you're talking about where he's got his stills camera on sort of the one side and then he's got his video camera on the other and they're both sort of uh, honing in on, on, the, on the subject. And it's just, it's, it's an amazing setup. It really is. It's, um, but no, I can I definitely, definitely, uh, definitely agree with you there. Was, as soon as I get the chance to see a Raptor, I think I'll be taking some inspiration from his work. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to learn. Uh, you know, even even today, you know, I'm horribly rusty right now because I just I haven't had an opportunity to to get any shots right. And and uh, unfortunately, photography is uh, it's a perishable thing. It's like shooting, right? If you don't if you don't do it uh, on a frequency, you you kind of get out of practice. Uh, so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed about all the cancellations and 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 whatnot to, to, to lessen my ability to, to get out and shoot. But, 
you know, it, it is what it is, you know, so I'll, I'll just have to knock the rust off when, uh, when, when I'm, I've got the opportunity again. That, that's it. And I, I think we, me and Martin can totally agree with you there. We, we, we felt very similar to that when we were, we were able to get out a few weeks ago. Um, we've obviously been on, on a lockdown here in the UK up until uh, the start of April, pretty much. Um, and the, the, there's not really many opportunities to take photos. And when we were able to get out, um, it was like it was like learning again, and it was like just just trying to get back into that groove of like things like panning that you take for granted when you're out every week or every month shooting. You just you just you don't even think about it; it just happens naturally. But obviously, once you've not been doing it for sort of three six months or whatever, it's uh, it's it's one of them skills you need to sort of get back on top of. I don't know what you think, Martin. Yeah, you you got you got to stay on it. But like, I just want to add like the thing with photography is it doesn't stay still. It never stays still. The yeah. minute someone turns around and says they know everything about photography, it's not the hobby for them because yeah, you, totally you can't. Agree. Totally it's, agree. it's such a fluid hobby. That's what keeps it so interesting. Is that there's always something new to learn. There's always something new coming out. There's always something new you can learn. There's always something you can develop. I think that's why. It's, so many people enjoy photography as a whole, not just the aviation yeah, yeah. side. Yeah, it definitely. And uh, I think that, that that's a good segue into my next question, to be honest, which is, are you interested in any other types of photography? I mean, or is it just, just aviation for you or have you, have you dabbled in anything else? Uh, I've done a little bit of portrait stuff. Uh, you know, I, I just don't have the opportunity to, you know, I could pop up, probably do that on the side more it's just uh, it's just a time thing and you know it, if you do it you, you gotta you gotta be 100 percent, right you, yeah you can't just half i'm not gonna say you know what half you know what the uh the process uh yeah so you know I, i've done some things for family and whatnot but i'd say you know most of most of the time my camera's going to be pointed at something with wings or, or a rotary. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I totally get you there. Totally get you. I mean, I, I myself went out and did a bit of a uh, bit of street photography just yesterday. It's the first time I've tried it. It was just because I've got a new lens that I wanted to try out. And uh, to be honest, it was a breath of fresh air doing something different. Uh, and I enjoyed it. Um, just people watching for a couple of hours in my, uh, in my city center. It was great, but no. I, if I had the choice, I would have been at a base somewhere taking photos. If I if I could have <laughs> if I could have snuck away that far away for a couple of hours, that would have been great. No, but yeah. Uh, have you, um, Martin? Have you got uh, the next one? Next yeah. One. So uh, for all of us that haven't been lucky enough to visit uh, air show in uh, the states, can you describe to our follow uh, all our listeners what a uh, US air shows like like the atmosphere, that the action on the ground and in the air. I'd say uh, state. It's very much a spectator sport. Uh, you know, you you've got some like Oshkosh. You know, you you'll have within a given week. You know, almost a hundred thousand people come through there, uh, and. You know, it, it's definitely uh, huge. I mean, and it depending on the show, right? You've got different shows that uh, are either at a base or then you've got some shows that are um, being held on, say, beaches, right? I think there's uh, Fort Lauderdale going on this weekend, and, and it's, it's being done over the water. So uh, it has a, definitely a different vibe to it, right? Because um, – you don't have the ability to walk around and look at statics. So mm -hmm. what they have to do is, is try to keep uh, the act action kind of uh, nonstop, you know, to keep uh, people interested. Right. So, and, and they do a pretty good job of that. I've been to a few shows uh, down at Pensacola beach in July where the blues will do their show over the beach there. And uh, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. And they have a heck of a crowd. I mean, it's it's um, it's 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 tough on traffic. You got to get there early, and you're probably going to be leaving late. Uh, but it's 
you know, as, as I mentioned before, you know, you, different shows have kind of a different feel, right? You know, Oshkosh yeah. doesn't so much have a, a military presence. They, they've got much more of a civilian uh, atmosphere. Uh, it, it's just because of its roots, it's in experimental aircraft. And uh, most often those are propeller planes. So, uh, and then you've got, you know, big shows like, uh, you know, Oceana, uh, Nellis, you know, they've got their big show at the end of the year. And then Pensacola has a hunt homecoming show uh, down at their, their air base every uh, November, you know, and that, that, that show has a completely different feel to it because it's often a reunion uh, for a lot of the former blue angel members. Right. And uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a pretty special event in that regard uh, you know i was disappointed because uh you know last last year homecoming was supposed to be the official transition to the the new plane and uh, i was hoping to be down there for for when they you know they pull up in the legacy and then you know you would hope to have seen the the brand new uh super hornet you know pull up next to the to the old legacy kind of like they did when they transitioned from the a4 uh, to the F-18 back in 1987, uh, you know, so that's, that's been quite a number of years. So I was hoping to witness something historic like that, but it, it just didn't happen. You know, we had to do it all virtually. So, uh, yeah. and that's another thing that that's come out of COVID, you know, last year, there were quite a number of uh, virtual air shows. Uh, yep. and you know, they were pretty successful, I'd say, but it, again, there's only so much you can get out of watching something on a video. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's nothing, there's yeah. nothing going to be being in, in the presence of these things and these, you know, flying, wonderful flying machines uh, in, in front of you yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and giving you your personal ability to, to photograph. Right. You know, that's another thing. Um, when I go to a show, I try to pick different spots along the flight line. To, to try to get a little different perspective. You know, a, lot, a lot of people will, will try to get to center point, uh, which, you know, not, it's not always the best place. Right. So uh, that's, that's something I try to do when I'm going to a show. Yeah. No, what's the, what's that's, the flight? Sorry, mate. Carry on. Uh, what's the flight line like? Is, is it like set back quite away from the crowd or is it fairly close? It depends, but the FAA does have some regulations on, how far the um, the runway and the actual aerobotic box is uh, is is well defined within FAA, you know, for many good reasons. And uh, so, yeah, you definitely have to uh, take that into consideration when you know photographing aircraft. You know, if you can get toward the ends of, of the flight line. Uh, you know, for extreme left or extreme right, you, you're more likely to get a little bit better shot because uh, as they're coming into the aerobatic box, um, you know, they they may clip the, the, the flight line. It depends on the, the performer, but uh, that's going to be your closest proximity. Awesome. I was just going to say that's some, that's some good advice, to be honest, uh, for, for, for tips for air shows is to sort of not just pick one spot and sort of camp there for the day is to sort of move around and sort of see what you can, uh, what you can see, what you can sort of uh, experience. And definitely not just from the flying action, maybe from sort of seeing the ground crew in operation and sort of getting some shots there as well, which is always, always nice to get. So no, I can definitely, uh, I can definitely agree there. Just, um, just one of the questions I wanted to ask is obviously just about your in Instagram in particular. I mean, you, you, you're obviously, you've got fantastic Instagram like the, the photos on there are amazing um you're almost at 70,000 followers which is just absolutely mind-blowing how, how long have how long have you been on Instagram and how long is it taking you to sort of amass that many followers um this account I've been on there um two and a half years or so um <laughs> the past month I uh I recently moved. So there was, there was about a month's time that I had a, a bit of a hiatus and, uh, you know, I, I got 
I'm just now trying to to get some momentum back. It, it's very difficult yeah. to once you, if you stop for any duration of time, it's like they forget about you. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, uh, so I'm I'm trying to to reestablish the the pace I had before. It's probably going to take me a little while to do that, but uh, yeah, about about two and a half years or so. No, it's good going. It's really good going. And and like I said, there's, there's some some amazing photos, um, obviously on there. I think. Uh, one of the ones that, that came up just before we hit the record button was um, was that C seventeen um, shot that you got with the uh, the mini vortex coming out of the uh, out of the engine. That was uh, that's some some shot that is. Yeah, that was at a, a show up in Davenport, Iowa, uh, about two years ago, and I was up there basically uh, local because of a business trip, and uh, it just made some logistical sense from. For me to be able to, to attend that show uh and that that particular shot happened to be on the practice day on a friday and uh the jet was actually being stationed at a a, a close airport but but not the one for the show uh simply because the taxiways just aren't big enough to to park it and he came in and uh you know as soon as he hit the ground he threw it into reverse and the uh, humidity level was, it was pretty, it was pretty high that day. Uh, it was uh, pretty overcast and almost drizzly. Uh, mm. And uh, so when he threw it in the reverse, right, he uh, immediately started condensing, you know, the water vapor and it just started sucking up into the engine. So I, you know, I, I was, uh, kept my finger on the, uh, on the trigger there as, as much as I could. So I got about uh, 10 or 12 good shots. Yeah. Uh, and it, it shows, you know, every shot shows like a different, you know, the, the vortex in a, in a different spot. Right. Yeah. So it was, it's one of those times I wish I had video, but, uh, I, I was fortunate to get some, uh, good shots, uh, stills. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great photo. And it's, it just, it's just for me, it's, um, it's one of them shots that shows that like of one of those things that you can spot at an air show or, or an air base is like the detail of, of what's actually going on there. And obviously it gets people thinking about, well, what, why is that happening? Why is there like a little tornado going into the, into the engine sort of thing? And it might even inspire people to sort of get into engineering and understand what's going on there and things like that. So no, it's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Definitely. Absolutely. You, um, you got any other, uh, any other questions, Martin? About uh, Owen's uh, pictures, that I mean, I got I couldn't even pick one. They're all they're all they're all great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, the, one thing, the one thing I will ask. I mean, I don't know if you know the answer or not. Is that you got all, all the photographers in America like the, the bigger accounts? The clarity on your pictures is insane compared to what we seem to get over here. Because I mean, we. Generally, it's the same equipment. Do you think it's down to atmospheric conditions that's making things better for you guys? Or I, I really don't know if there's <laughs> if that's got anything to do with it. I mean, it's it's you know, I guess I guess I mean, atmospheric conditions do play a part, right? You know, if if, if you've got uh, high humidity and you know, just damp conditions, right? You got a lot of moisture in the air. Of course, that's going to soften things a bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you can get out, it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? You, you want uh, some level of humidity, especially if you're watching a jet team. You want you want to see those vapes, right? So, oh yeah, um, you know, for for them to to, to squeeze out water vapor, um, you know, it, it's got to be in the air, right? So. You, you, you just—it's kind of a delicate balance, right? So, um, having just, I guess, steady, steady hand, right? Uh, you know, what really boils down to, and and a good choice of uh, of uh, shutter speed, right? So, you know, I, I shoot anywhere from, you know, high speed planes anywhere from a thousand uh, to fifteen hundred, and. You know, as long as you can maintain a pretty good ISO, right? That's that's the thing from a clarity standpoint. If you can keep your ISO low, uh, you can reduce that uh, graininess, right? And so I try my best to keep, you know, at 400 or below, 
when I'm shooting. Um, mm -hmm. So it's 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 a delicate balance, right? You, you know, you just have to know your you have to know your equipment and it, its capabilities too, um, yeah. right? You know, the D500 I used to shoot with, you know, it was a crop sensor, uh, so it it uh, would give you the sense you had more reach uh, than than a full frame. Uh, so you know you you were able to get those you got a little bit more reach but uh but now i'm shooting a full frame and it's, it's a bit different but now in post-process i can i can zoom in a little bit more when I, if i'm doing crops and I, it's incredible the detail that i can you know maintain uh yeah. with, with that and you know yeah it's 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 um you know it's you again you just got to know your equipment and, then, and know its capabilities, right? I mean, you zoom in too much, you're, you're ultimately going to get that graininess, right? You know, yeah. Uh, of the shots you see, I guarantee there's a hundred or two hundred of, of shots that aren't any good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we all know that. <laughs> that's it. We only put out the best of the best, don't we? That's, that's what we do. But no, I, I totally agree with your point though about um, getting to know your equipment. Uh, too often, I get questions um through dms on instagram um about oh well what camera should i buy what what, what should I, well, what camera have you got okay so so what lens have you got okay so do you know everything about that set or well not really no well learn it learn it like that's it's this it's the most basic advice you could give anyone that wants to get into photography take the camera and the lens that you've got and squeeze as much learning out of it as you possibly can then when you get to a point where your photography is being held back by that system, that's when you look to buy a new camera. And I think that for me, uh, uh, any advice to anyone that's, that's looking at any sort of photography, not just aviation, it's, it's invaluable. And like you say, you've got to learn your equipment and know, and know how it's going to react in situations. Um, so Absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, just one, one of the pictures I wanted to touch on uh, of yours that you quite quite kindly sent over to us uh, before we started recording was the uh, the catch of the uh, the blue angels. Um, that's that's that. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of good blue angel shots out there, but I really do like that one just because of the sense of how close they are together. Uh, I think you caught them at sort of a, a really good angle. And, yeah, that's uh, that's their. Uh, they call it the Diamond Three Sixty, or, or yeah, it's it's normally a one of the very first uh maneuvers that the the diamond will do for the for the crowd and that was actually at homecoming uh back in uh, let's see i believe it was 2017 yep 2017 and uh i published the, the photo right and i did a close-up of the wingtips uh between you know two and three yeah and just just to show how close they are yeah um, it's it's literally about two inches i'm looking at the photo right now <laughs> it's literally i mean if you were if you were the number four jet underneath those two wings you'd be thinking they're going to touch in a second <laughs> uh, well, yeah, <laughs> they are I mean, just you know fortunately, fortunately there's there's some allusion to it uh they they do maintain uh, 18 inches apart but yeah. uh it, so the illusion is, is on purpose right so if if you were to look at that formation from behind uh you would see that uh two and three are offset just just enough to where uh they, they maintain a safe distance but uh you know so that that photo got spread around and someone on the team got a hold of it and uh, i wasn't absolutely um uh, confirm this but rumor is that that photo is in one of their ready rooms nice. <laughs> and that and, and for, to, for me i don't know about martin but if you get your work put up uh in in a squadron ready room or or a base or whatnot it's just that's the ultimate sort of recognition of your work isn't it if it's if an amazing people, feeling yeah if the people the people who are the subjects of these photos that we're taking are happy enough to put that on their wall either in their homes or their place of work, then that's, that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that following spring, 
uh, for the winter uh, training in El Centro, I had the opportunity to to get out there and and on the very last Saturday that they perform before they head back to Pensacola, that they'll come out and and meet and greet the uh, photographers uh, that they affectionately call the hate bailers. Uh, <laughs> and the reason for that is uh, El Centro is a very agricultural area, believe it or not. And, um, you know, years ago they would have stacks of hay bales uh, toward the end of the runway and people would literally stand on top of the hay bale as the planes were coming back into land. And, you know, it's you talking about 10, 12 feet above your head. Right. So, yeah. so they don't do that anymore from a safety standpoint. Uh, but they still call the people that, that kind of hang out outside the perimeter of the base to hay balers. So my wife and I had the opportunity to go out there and, and then I had, I had printed some copies of those photos, uh, and, and signed them. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a personal copy to, to boss. And, um, at the time it was number when I took the photo it was number three, but he, he became slot pilot number four. Uh, I gave them both a copy of the, of the photo and had an opportunity to get my photo taken with them. Great. No, that's, that's, that's really good. And it, it's, it's good to see that the display teams, even in over there in, in America are the same as sort of our red arrows over here is that they're very much about that sort of interaction with the the fans and, and especially sort of like the younger ones as well so whenever they've done a display um over here they'll, they'll fly in on a helicopter after they've if they've not landed at that particular base for example um and they'll fly in and they'll they'll, they'll do meet and greets with the the people that are there and uh, yeah i mean i think martin you, you were lucky enough to actually go on uh, on base up at scampton a couple of years ago weren't you met a couple of them was it, it was yeah. last year wasn't it yeah that, that was started 29 2020 yes january 2020 yeah it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah obviously got to go along and uh join in winter training and watch them and then uh i think it was red two red three and red five they come yeah. out on a little photo shoot and then like they had a little nice little talk with everyone and it was nice that they they yeah. put that effort in to interact with you know us normal people and that's yeah. it. And that's, that's what it's about, isn't it? It's like it just, just it's almost like for some people, it's meeting your heroes, isn't it? And uh, it, it, it's it's wonderful when they take the time out of their busy schedule to come and say hello to you and sort of talk to you about your photography or your interest in aviation and sort of uh, shake your hand and uh, yeah, have a yeah. look at your have a look at your images. It's great, really is good. And uh, yeah, you can see see there you've obviously. Uh, Sent us a photo over as well, where you were shaking, uh, shaking the hand of uh, of that that uh, Blue Angels pilot. Yeah, that was uh, that was Boss Doyle. Yeah, and uh, he, in fact, he was in one of the uh, instrumental people who, uh, once he passed the baton, uh, he transitioned to the the team responsible for adopting the new Super Hornet. So he he remained oh, right. on base and, and worked with the team. Uh, pretty closely uh, for for quite some time, even after uh, he, he was boss. So oh, that's good. That's good. Have you have you had a chance to see the uh, the Super Hornet yet? Um, display? Nope. No. And that that was going to be Buford uh, back uh, in April, right? Yeah. So, um, you know that show got canceled. So my next opportunity uh, from a just a, a location standpoint it's probably going to be the oceana show and that's in september well well me and martin and all of the av geeks assemble we'll keep our fingers crossed for you the same as uh we're keeping our fingers crossed for all the air shows across the world to, <laughs> to go ahead this year because uh i think we all need it don't we <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely definitely right so we've got um we've got a couple of questions um from from uh, within the av geeks group um, our editor Mike has asked, um, "What what equipment other than your camera <laughs> do you always take with you to uh, an air show? Um, that, that's like a you, you like there'd be like the top three things that you must take with you to to have a, a, a successful air show from a shooting point of view. From a shooting standpoint." Uh course yeah i mean it goes without saying my camera uh i i use ios 
right? So I've got my iPhone. So that's, I do a lot of editing, believe it or not, simply on my iPhone. You know, I use Lightroom uh, on yeah. it. So, uh, and to get images from my camera to my phone, I use the, uh, the SD uh, card adapter. Yeah. Uh, and, and I can't go anywhere without it. Yeah, so that's absolutely essential. Um, extra batteries, right? Um, definitely got to maintain, you know, battery power because you're not going to get, you're not going to get the shot if you don't have the power to shoot. And then, uh, you know, it's always nice to have a, a couple extra uh, cards uh, available just in case you, you have a malfunction or, uh, you know, you, you end up taking five, 6,000 shots. And then it's midday. You're like, ah, <laughs> I've run out of memory. No. So I, I try to stick at least one or two extra cards, uh, in my bag. Um, but, uh, you know, other things that I always make sure I have, uh, ear protection, uh, sunscreen and water, you know, that's, that's the worst thing you can have to deal with after a show is a, is a bad sunburn. Yeah. And it's, it's easy to, uh, to get dehydrated because, you know, you're not thinking about thirst when, when you've got planes going by, you, all you're thinking about is getting that shot. Right. But, uh, it's absolutely important to, to work on hydration. And I always tell people it's, it's not that day you really want to, you want to start hydrating at least, uh, 24 hours uh, ahead of time. Uh, so that, that would be some advice I would give, especially if it's going to be, a, you know, uh, a, a summer show, you know, um, no, temperatures no. Get, get up there. Right. And, uh, you know, if you can protect your, you know, your skin, you know, I, I've recently started wearing, uh, even, you know, in the middle of a July or August show, I'll, I'll wear a long sleeve shirt just to protect my arms from, from the sun. So. Uh, my my father-in-law is having to deal with a lot of uh, skin cancer type stuff because his he, he was a biologist so he was out outside a lot uh, in his career and and now he's having to pay for all the the pain and, and having to have things removed because he didn't think about protecting his skin so uh, when people say wear sunscreen it's 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 with uh, good sound advice I think. No, definitely. I totally echo that. That's, uh, that's, that's very sound advice. And, and even for people who are listening probably from the UK right now thinking, well, we don't get good weather like that. It, it can happen anytime. I mean, we, we, we went, recently went on a base trip to Mildon Hall and Lakenheath uh, in the middle of April. And um, although we woke up with frosts every morning, I came back and, and my face was like sunburnt because because the sun at that time of the year is quite strong so I, I totally echo what you're saying you need you need to as much thought and effort as, as us as photographers put into maintaining our camera equipment and making sure that we've got the batteries and everything that we need there we need to also take care of ourselves and make sure that we're, we're operating at the peak performance as well because that that can affect the sort of photos that you're going to get if you're feeling tired or dehydrated or anything like that sunburn you're just gonna you're not gonna you're not going to be firing on uh, all cylinders, are you? So, that's, yep. uh, it's good advice. It's good advice, definitely. Um, I think that brings all of the questions that we have to end. Have you got any others, Martin, that you can think of? No, I think everything's no. been covered. So, so what, what we normally do on the podcast at this point is we normally ask the guest if they've got any questions for us. So have you got any questions for us, Owen? Yeah, uh, either of you uh, been to the, the Mark Loop? <laughs> well that's that's i'll take i'll take the lead on this one martin yeah over to you mate <laughs> uh yes and um I, i've got to say it's my favorite place um to go to go shooting to for aviation photography there's there's just it's not a bit people in this country uh not, not cynical but they're a bit sort of they're like oh well it's not as good as it used to be and uh, and sort of and that's true to an extent we, we we don't get typhoons through there at the moment we don't get sort of some of the wonderful airframes that used to fly through there like tornadoes and uh, harriers and things like that 
but for me that anticipation of uh, being on the hillside knowing that there's jets in the area because you can hear them rumbling between the uh, the valleys and the hills and then maybe you get someone with a scanner nearby and they go uh, LFA7 Mac loop for 20 mics and you just think yes <laughs> and then the moment they come around the brow of that hill and you just you just focused on getting the shots it's just it is it is a sensational place to be to, for, for aviation photography it really is and I, I would put it above I would put it above any air show and any base that I've been to I just love being out in the countryside in the wild taking photos of jets I think it's amazing um, and uh, I mean we've got we've also got other low fly areas in the UK with uh, the Lake District is probably the next most popular and then we've got the Highlands of Scotland as well um, and unfortunately I've had a couple of trips to the, the lakes that weren't productive <laughs> a couple of blanks unfortunately but I'm hoping to put that right, um, right at the end of this month actually so but no it's um, it's great have you got I know you've got quite a few spots over in America that are uh, popular for low-level flying, obviously, because we see that through Instagram. Have you got somewhere like that near to yourself? Well, not too far. Uh, there's a spot on a what, what in the United States we call the low-level route, or either VR or IR routes, uh, visual or instrument. And I've had the opportunity to get up on uh, a mountain in Virginia, uh, and it's on uh, VR 42 and uh, you have to, you, you almost have to know when something's going to be flying cause they don't fly it very often. But uh, I've, I've acquired some, some friends through Instagram and, and we've got uh, some insight into uh, some F 16 squadrons, I'm sorry, F 15 squadrons who often use that, in their uh, B course training. Uh, so I've had the opportunity to get up there uh, at least twice. And I've got a few images uh, up on my Instagram showing uh, showing some uh, F-15s and, and knife edge. Uh, Ooh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that caught the attention of, uh, of the students. So they've, they've got high res copies. Nice, that's great. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's, it's, it's great over here with the Mac loop because like, obviously nine times out of ten those people that are in the loop are, are putting pictures up on instagram or on facebook and obviously these pilots are on instagram and facebook and and, and they find those images uh, and and quite often we end up sending some to them and, and yeah. saying yeah no it's like it's the least we can do to sort of say thanks thanks for the uh thanks for the entertainment <laughs> yeah right uh, yeah it's uh it's brilliant it really is i i, I love it i really do Star Wars Canyon. That'd be that'd be a place to go if they were yeah. if they were using it. I must I've got to say. Yeah, yeah. I think they've. Uh, I don't know if they they fly it near as much since they had the accident. Uh, no, you know, quite some time ago. Yeah. Have you have you have you managed to get across there, Owen, to Star Wars Canyon? No. No, the the f I haven't I haven't been in the in the Southwest, unfortunately, other than El Centro, and that, that was. Yeah, one special trip just for that. But, uh, you know, when I do eventually get out to Nellis, I'd like to try to get out there. But, of course, it, it, I would have to know if it was an active area. Yeah, yeah. I think what one of the things that I discovered recently, and obviously because I've never been before, obviously I, I think a lot of people get confused that um, because Star Wars Canyon isn't being used right now, that that's it. There's no low flying happening um, down there. But... Obviously, the whole the whole route, low-level route, that, like, to use your terminology, is actually known as the Jedi transition, I think. And actually, right. Star, Star Wars Canyon is only a very small part of that. Right. Um, and obviously, that's not being used after the, after the tragic accident um, a couple of years ago. But the rest of the route is still being used, and there's, there's, there is some amazing there is some amazing images coming out of there, and it's certainly somewhere high on my list that I'd like to get to one day. Yeah, there's a there's a, a route up uh, in the Pacific Northwest, uh, and uh, growlers often fly in and out of uh, of that route, and there's some pretty awesome uh, imagery uh, of those. Yeah, yeah, and that's what makes Instagram a great place for aviation photography, isn't it? You get to see all these 
wonderful places that they're doing these low-level routes, as well as the air show shots, as well as the base shots, and any occasional pilot who chips in with their cockpit shots and makes us all jealous. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's it. So, right, I think that's it. I think that that's, uh, that just about gets us back to base after another flight. Um, we hope Owen enjoyed it and there wasn't too much turbulence. Um, what we'll do is we'll go around the group um, and obviously just uh, starting with Owen, we'll just uh, get your uh, Instagram handle, which I think I already gave at the start, but you can, you can plug it again. It's not a problem. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we'll go from there. All right. Uh, you can find me at owen.aviation.photo. Brilliant. That's great. Are you, are you just on Instagram or are you on any other, any other socials? I do have uh, a Facebook uh, page in a, a group uh, that you can link to through uh, you just search Owen Owen's aviation photos and, and I'll pop up. Brilliant. That's great. Thank you. Uh, Martin. So it's the same for Facebook and Instagram and it's Delta underscore wings underscore images. Brilliant. Thanks mate. And I am Anthony at Anthony underscore Fogarty underscore aviation. And you can find me on Instagram with that. Um, just Anthony Fogarty on Facebook and uh, i keep saying that i'm going to make youtube videos for my youtube uh i have only got two at the moment and i will eventually like make some more videos so if you, if you do want to check that out that's great um so um thank you very much for listening to us on this episode um of the avgeeks assemble podcast uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did uh please drop us uh, a dm on instagram or a message through our facebook group uh, with any feedback or uh, any any questions or anything like that. Uh, in episode nine, uh, we will have another special guest on the podcast, and this time we'll be speaking to another stateside aviation photographer who has gained an amazing uh, following through Instagram, which is almost 50,000 followers. In fact, over 50,000 followers now, excuse me. And he's also uh, a United States Air Force crew chief, which is... Uh, to be quite interesting uh, so if you can figure out who it is that we are talking about and you'd like to get your question answered by him uh, then uh, please drop us a dm again um, it's in, our instagram is at avgeeks underscore assemble uh, and we'll start a topic on the facebook group um, for any questions that people want to send in uh, so yeah uh, if everyone's good everyone's happy thanks again owen thanks for joining us you bet. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we, we might bump into each other one day uh, at Oshkosh or something like that, or even down right. in uh, down in uh, Oceania or something. Because I do want to do all these big shows. Because <laughs> there's only so long you can sit there watching them on YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Thanks very much, and uh, everyone stay safe out there. And we'll see you at the fence. <laughs>